0: Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketing Campfire, where we sit down with marketing professionals from every corner of the industry to discuss marketing tips, tactics, and trends. Today's guest is Myla Hayes, an experienced marketing expert with a passion for helping brands resonate with their audiences in an authentic way. Myla believes that brands need to talk about themselves less and instead speak to the culture of their audience. In this episode, we discuss how brands can elevate their message to go beyond themselves, contribute to the cultural conversation, and connect with their customers on a deeper level. So let's get started.
1: The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Learn more at VideoFresh.co
0: Myla, thank you so much for being on the digital marketing campfire podcast. I'm so excited to talk with you about one of my favorite topics, which is how brands can connect with the culture of their audience and really resonate with their why. And so before we get into that, I would love to learn on a personal level. When did you first develop an interest in marketing? Was this something that you always were interested in, or is it something that you kind of discovered later in life?
2: Well, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Um, so I majored in psychology in undergrad and throughout my course during that time, I had taken one marketing class and that marketing class kind of covered like the conventional five P's of marketing kind of thing. And it was interesting, but at the same time, underwhelming. So years later, um, I realized I wanted to make a career transition and I started thinking about marketing and thinking about business. And I knew I wanted to go back to school and I did end up getting my MBA from USC. Um, and at my time during my time there, I got a certificate in the entertainment of business and also in marketing. And so kind of taking these courses that were focused on entertainment as well as focused on marketing and of course under the umbrella of business I started to kind of link the two and really saw marketing as a storytelling vehicle and so once I made that connection in my mind between entertainment and marketing that's when I really developed a passion for marketing
0: that is so awesome what is your favorite part about what you do what really gets you out of bed in the morning and energizes you um, professionally
2: Yeah, so as I mentioned, it's the storytelling aspect of marketing that I love. I do love strategy, but even um, sometimes my favorite thing about strategy is applying it to storytelling, applying it to kind of the cadence on social media and the messages that you send across various marketing channels. Um, Definitely marketing has a data-driven component to it that's very important, but my absolute favorite thing is the storytelling part.
0: That's so awesome. And when you think about storytelling, what are some of the brands that you really admire in the way that they present themselves through storytelling?
2: I think Subaru is a great case study for storytelling. Um, Subaru at one point found themselves kind of in a slump and they needed to figure out how to make their brand last. They don't have, you know, sexy cars like a Benz or a BMW, They don't have, you know, the fastest car or the, you know, most uh, sturdy car. They don't have a brand like Ford. And so they were like, what can we do? And so they found these five categories of consumers. And one category that stood out for them at that time was lesbians. And so they figured out how to market specifically to that group in a way that really resonated with them personally. And I think they still carry that through their marketing now. They focus now a lot on the outdoors aspect. And so a lot of their commercials will show a short story of a couple going on a road trip, or they'll show a story of a family passing down their Subaru to their teenager who needs a car. And so I feel like they in- infuse their branding and their brand promise of you know outdoors and it's durable and reliable in the stories that they tell.
1: I
0: love that, and what are some common mistakes that you think brands make when they present themselves on social media or through their advertising? Do you think that brands are taking the right approach with their content, or um, do you think they miss the mark sometimes?
2: Yeah, sure, so throughout my career, I've had the fortune of reporting directly to a number of CEOs and companies that I've worked for, and one thing that I like to tell CEOs is no one cares about your brand. And I know that sounds harsh, but if you'll stick with me for a while, um, it's true. No one really cares about your brand beyond what your brand can do for them, beyond what your brand is um, offering them. And so a lot of the mistake that a lot of brands make is they present themselves in such a way that it comes across as this is about me, buy this, you need this, you know, or just very promotion focused, but not so much you know, about the person who's watching it. And especially on social media, people have committed to giving you what is probably the most valuable resource that anyone has, which is their time and attention. Once it's gone, you can never get it back. You can always get more money, more things, but you can never get more time. And so if someone has pressed that follow button and they said, I'm going to commit to giving you my time and attention, you need to steward that wisely, right? So when you come across like, now that I have your attention, buy this, it's like, I'm out of here. But if you can, I, I like to kind of think of social media as three pillars, educate, entertain, and inspire. And I don't have three E's. <laughs> and it's hard for me to think of an synonym that goes with inspire, but educate, entertain, and inspire. And so if you can, whatever your business is, if you can add value to your customer or audience through one of those three pillars, then you'll gain their attention. And usually if you're trying to do one of those three things for them, you're making it about them.
0: And so when you think about content in particular, what are some ways that brands can get attention, stop the scroll? Um, What are some of the better examples you've seen recently to earn that attention in the first place? Thank you.
2: The cat Oh gosh, I had a really creepy example recently, but I loved it at the same time. Um, So my husband and I were looking for a bed. We just got a new place and we actually did end up buying this exact product that was being marketed to me in social media, but it was a Nectar mattress. And so I'm scrolling and there's a woman that comes on the screen and it's not um, like a traditional I'm sitting in front of you and talking to you, but it was like something that seemed very organic for social media, which I think is another thing to keep in mind when you're creating content for social media is make it look organic, even though we know it's not. Um, and so she was kind of setting up a bed or doing something and talking over the video. And then her partner joins in and they're setting up this Nectar mattress. And it was, to me, very on point. It was very exact to where I was at that time in my life of getting a new place and me and my partner needing a bed and you know wanting affordability and quality. And it was just so on point that we did end up buying that bed. <laughs>
0: So really what caught your attention about that ad was, first of all, how well they targeted you and somehow knew uh, exactly where you were at in that buying process and then just showed you something authentic and relatable associated with that purchase. and, and And it stuck out to you because it was on top of mind to begin with. Was there anything else about it that stood out?
2: Exactly. Yeah, I think relatability is is the key there, is that it was very relatable and relevant um, to me at the time. Of course, they made all the components come together with data and timing and all that stuff, but it was relatable. And that's what's, re- I think, really important.
0: That is so important. And speaking of relatability, um, one of the things I see brands do a lot is they will focus too much on themselves, on their product, on their messaging, and um, they miss the opportunity to really speak into the culture of their audience. I know that's something you are really passionate about too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how brands can really get on that wavelength of culture with their particular audience, whether it's like psychographic. What are some ways that brands can shift their thinking in that way?
2: Yeah, I think that the key word that's that comes to mind for me here is authenticity. It's got to be authentic. So I'll give you a fail example to to start with. So years ago, um, Pepsi did a commercial with Kendall Jenner. And it was like, the setting was like a protest and there was a line of police and it was supposed to be mirroring something that had happened in real life where there was like some protest. I don't remember what had happened at the time, but I know it was relevant to Black Lives Matter. And there was a woman who kind of was standing opposite, facing the line of police. And so they tried to recreate this moment in a Pepsi commercial and Kendall Jenner offers the police officer a can of Pepsi and there's peace on earth. And to me, (laughs) I think it was clear that they were trying to target a certain demographic. The problem is that I would doubt that they had someone who was actually a member of that target demographic who had any real say in the creative direction for that commercial. It came across um, as pandering to a specific audience rather than really speaking to them and resonating with them in a way that's authentic. So for me, I would say like a lot of brands, especially just what we've seen in the past couple years, really need to consider like, if you're speaking to a particular audience, why? And is anyone on your team able to provide valuable insight and I'm not talking about you know tokenism or hiring someone just to meet a number but I'm saying if you really say hey we want to reach this audience and we want to speak to them in a way that's meaningful for them there's so much talent in the job pool right now that there's no way that you can't find someone who resonates with your target audience. You know, if you were speaking to a group of moms, you would never just have only dads on the team to create a a commercial about that. So I think authenticity is very important and just making sure that it's infused in your culture when you're trying to speak to any particular audience group.
0: That is such great advice. And how can brands actually get in touch with their why and get beyond the product they sell and the problem they solve, but actually get more onto that emotional level and center their content around
2: that? Oh, that's a great question. Um... I think, I think you just have to be mindful of it and remember it. I think that um, particularly for brands that, brands that have been around for a while, it might be easy to just be so focused on profits, but I think now more than ever, people want to participate um, with brands that have a strong why. So in answering your question of how can they do that one i would say is like really consider if you have a strong why outside of profits and if you don't let's say if you own a brand and you don't have a strong why and you're like i'm just making money you might want to sell that brand and use the money to start a new one, honestly, especially because we spend so much time at work and dedicating what we do to work. Who doesn't want to be happy and in some way fulfilled in what they spend the majority of their time doing or majority of their waking hours at least doing? And the second thing is if you do have a brand and you know that you have a why behind your brand, I would say you just have to remember, you have to be mindful of that. Make sure that all of your team members are aligned. When you hire new people, ask them, why do you want to, why do you want to work with us? You know, And people, that will come across in someone's answer. And if you're hiring for a new position and you notice every candidate has a poor answer for that question, put it back on yourself. What is unclear about the why and the reason that, we're, that we have this brand in the first place?
0: That is so important. To help people think about their own why in their brand, what are some examples of really powerful whys um, that you can think of that brands have that they convey in a really powerful way?
2: Sure, so I'll give you two. I'll start with a personal experience that I've had. I joined um, a company once that was an event-based company and I joined um, as their social media manager. And when I joined this particular company, there was a very heavy focus on ticket sales and the components of the event itself. And that was even coming across in their social media where like, a lot of the posts would be you know, pushing ticket sales. And it, of course, as you might imagine, got very low engagement and a stagnant audience growth. And so I said to the CEO, look, I want to have ownership over this platform, like not input, because one thing that I've found in working with CEOs is surprisingly, or at least it was surprising to me at the time, they want to have a lot of say in social media. But unfortunately, a lot of CEOs don't understand social media. So anyway, I said, look, I want to have ownership over this, this platform, which he, you know, granted me. And I thought about why do people want to attend this event? And it wasn't just about the event itself, going back to no one cares about your brand, but it was the reason why the event had started years ago in and of itself. It was people's passion and connection to the event that at the time that it launched was giving a platform and a voice to people who didn't have space in that particular industry at that time. And so what I did was I took videos, primarily videos that weren't even owned by that company but resonated with their audience and I cut up short form videos. This was before Reels and before TikTok and I posted them and you know, people started engaging with it. And then I would take other videos, some that were owned by this particular company that showed sentimental moments with celebrities. Those celebrities would repost it and tag the brand, and so we would get more followers. And in a matter of four months, that account organically grew by 40,000. And it was a simple shift from focus on buy this ticket or we have this new thing to I'm just speaking to why you care about us in the first place. Now, once we have some engagement up and your attention, are we still promoting tickets? Of course, it's a business and businesses have to make money, but it's the primary driver. It's It comes across in what you share most on social media, if that makes sense. So that was a really um, successful case study that I just wanted to mention about the difference between selling and entertaining and inspiring your audience. Um, But an example of a brand that I haven't worked with that I think just has a very strong why behind their brand and it comes across in what they do is Patagonia. So everyone knows Patagonia, it's a well-known outdoor apparel company, but the reason why Patagonia is so successful is because their brand values like sustainability and functional high-quality outdoor apparel comes across because the founders of the brand resonate so much with that group. So they started with um, climbing hardware and because of the damage that they noticed that their, their own uh, materials were doing to the environment, they decided to shift away from that and slowly stopped producing hardware, started producing apparel. And because they are active members of this community of hikers and fishers and people who do things outdoors, they knew um, acutely, like, what are the needs of this community? What are the needs for someone who wants to go backpacking through Yosemite for a week? And so they were able to create apparel that meets the needs of that specific group of people in a very authentic way.
0: Such great examples. And I know that these days, you know, the traditional Super Bowl style commercials um, are maybe... Getting a little less popular in UGC and things like that are kind of more popping right now. But you love commercials. You love a good a, a good old-fashioned, like well-constructed ad. What do you love about those? And why should brands still put thoughtful energy into creating content like that?
2: Yeah, I love commercials, again, because it goes back to storytelling for me. And a 30-second spot is a great opportunity to just tell a story that is entertaining and in some way informative and resonates with your brand. And if you don't have the budget or just don't see commercials as feasible because 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 of course there are other vehicles to have a much more targeted um, audience or target your message toward your audience nowadays, like social media and paid ads, Um, that's fine. But the idea of itself of a commercial, of telling a story using characters that some way represent the viewer or the intended viewer, I think is very impactful when it's done the right way. So really quick, two examples. Um, One is Love's, the diaper brand. I love their commercials. Um, they're super entertaining to me. I don't have kids yet, but I love to watch their commercials because they know their brand. They're not like the honest company that has the like organic cotton plucked by Jessica Alba herself, and the aesthetically pleasing, you know, prints on diapers and stuff, they're just like functional, inexpensive, buy a diaper, you're going to throw it away probably in a couple hours after use anyway, kind of kind of thing, and so they have a series of commercials where it's like first parent, second parent, and the first parent's always extremely cautious about everything they do with their baby, and then the second parent's like, yeah, whatever, everything's fine, and I just love that series in general, and I think it's a, it's a great it's an entertaining commercial every time I see it and it also gets across what the components of their brand is Um, and then another commercial that I love this one's more recent is uh, there's a Zillow commercial and I think it's called Susan's and there's like a Susan and she's standing up in front of a table of a bunch of herself, it's like herself kind of slightly different. And it's like, lazy me, what do you think? Excited me, what do you think? And I resonate with that commercial, also another timely commercial, because at the time when I noticed it, I was in the home buying process. But I think we all can like relate to having those different selves. You know, like sometimes I am feeling like lazy and sometimes I am super excited and sometimes I am super driven. And so that commercial to me was it just like really resonated with I think something in all of us.
0: That's so great. I love those examples as well. When you think about 2021, what do you think brands should be paying more attention to in terms of the opportunities with their content? Um, and what, maybe what are some questions that you think brands should be asking themselves right now to really kind of stay ahead of the curve, get attention, resonate with their audience, things like that?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. I think that in 2021, brands definitely need to be paying attention to social media. I know there are a lot of brands who are kind of slow to adopt um, to social media, but also slow to adapt. So you might have brands now who have like given in, okay, we're on Instagram, you know, here, there, we're here. But then it's like, you never use reels though, you know, or you, you're you hesitant and not that everyone needs to be on every single platform because it can be exhausting to try to keep up with every platform, but you have to be paying attention to like, what's going on on TikTok and why are people using TikTok? And um, to answer, I think another part of your question question like in terms of what do you consider if you're going to be on social media consider what platforms you're on and why because i don't think that you need equal investment in every platform but you do need strategic investment this goes back to your why not only for the brand but why am i on twitter you know why am i on pinterest and I think that also helps you think about your content, but again, just being adaptable. Things are changing at a rapid speed, and the speed that, uh, of which things are changing is increasing. So you know, I think you know, years ago, companies would try to have like, a five-year marketing plan Well, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Who imagine if someone created a a marketing plan in in 2016 and was still trying to implement it today, like we're going to do this. It's like there's none of us could have predicted, you know, most of the stuff. Nobody predicted COVID, that's for sure, which had to change a lot of people's not only marketing, but other business strategies and tactics. So I think being adaptable is really important and just being aware of what's happening. What are the changes being made and making sure that you're adapting with it and not thinking that you can just ignore these changes that are happening
0: that is such wise advice what is your advice for the attitude that brand managers and marketers should take when a new platform comes along should they always jump on it and give it a try how do they know that this is a platform that they should pay attention to do you always get give it a chance or do you think sometimes maybe you should skip a platform i mean what is your what is your take on all that
2: I mean, I think anytime we say always, it's, we're in dangerous, dangerous territory, but I would consider, is your audience on the platform? So TikTok has, you know, increased, I think it's, it's age range uh, more recently, but when TikTok first launched, it was very, it skewed very young. So if you're selling, I'm sorry, this is an extreme example, but it's the only one that's coming to mind right now. But if you're selling depends, TikTok probably isn't the platform, maybe Facebook, no offense, um, you know, to to Facebook or Facebook users, but that's where the aunties and grandmas are, you know? So I would say like, is your audience on the platform that has emerged, that's really important. And then also it's just, I mean, we do have limited time and resources as a business on our team. So it's like, do you have the resources and the time to allocate to that new platform? If not, and if you feel like I have to be on that platform, then where can you scale back? Because what I've seen people do sometimes is they have a social media manager, The poor social media manager is managing Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and Facebook and all the, you know, Snapchat and everything. And then something else comes along and the social media manager is drowning and the people at the top are like, it's social media. It doesn't take that long. And it's like, yes, it does to do it right. It does take a lot of strategy, a lot of planning, data insight, the freedom to have a moment to think creatively even so consider like what platforms then can we drop if we really need to jump onto this new platform but again start with like why do you want to join it is it just because it's new and cool is it going to add value is it going to add brand recognition like why are we going to this new platform
0: that is really solid advice anything else that you want to leave our audience with regarding content storytelling communications or just any other advice that you think is really valuable for brand marketers to be thinking about in 2021?
2: Yeah, I think, and excuse if this sounds a little cynical, it's not intended to be that way, but I think at everyone's core, we're a little selfish. Like everyone, even when you, when you pick up a partner or a spouse, it's to the extent that that person makes you feel great or makes you feel loved, honestly. Um, and at times when you're arguing with that person is because you're not feeling loved or you know respected or whatever. So everyone at our core is selfish. And so when you keep that in mind and think, why is this person care about this brand or this product or this commercial? Why would they want to engage with it? You have to think, what am I adding for them? Am I entertaining them? Am I educating them on something? Am I inspiring them to do something in their life or do something about you know their room, if it's a home decor thing? And I think that's really important is just not not overthink it, you know, it, it is simple, but just speak to people in an authentic way and remember it really is about your audience and not about your brand.
0: Myla, thank you so much for sharing so much knowledge with us today and best of luck to you in the coming year.
1: Thanks so much. I had a blast. The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Their experienced team of video production professionals guides you through every project with energy, inspiration, and enthusiasm. The Video Fresh team handles script writing, casting, location booking, filming, and editing for all of your video production needs, all through a first-of-its-kind flat-rate subscription model so you never have to wait for a quote again. Every video is gorgeously produced, and they dig deep to ensure that every video crushes your KPIs every time. They also have a perfect video guarantee. If you aren't completely satisfied with the project for any reason, they will keep working on it for free until you love every frame. Learn more at videofresh.co.